Hello! You're listening to Films and Swearing, the Foul Mouth Movie Podcast, that records straight out of Fife, Scotland. Each week we review a movie chosen from Twitter. I'm your host, Stuart Sarland, and joining me today, he's got Betty Davis eyes, as Magic Mike Christie. Betty fucking Davis. Betty Davis. Aye. I'm actually trying to picture her. <laughs> and he's a cherry thief, it's Andy Walker. I'm a what? Did you see? Ah, I, I get that no, wrong. Ah, no, 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 you didn't. You got it right. You got it. What right. did he say? I didn't hear you. He, he called you a cherry thief. That right? Because he steals cherries. I, I'm a fruit thief. <laughs> cherries, bananas, whatever I could get ah, my lips around. Smuggling bananas. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> and right. you can't start listening to episode 149, the final girls. <laughs> She had the wee sound effect for the film, like the like the one they use on like Friday the Thirteenth and that, like the kill kill sort of thing, like the. Ah right. Uh, um, if I'm clever enough, I'll 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 do that in like post, uh, like editing magic afterwards. Yeah. And just add that if I could be bothered. <laughs> uh, right. So before we dive right in today's film. Let's see what Andy thought of The Nice Guys. Oh no. It's film's no bad. It's watchable, okay, I would say. Mm-hmm. What but what, what? I was gonna say, did it what with your expectation, did it succeed it or underestimate? No, it was a wee bit better than I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so what bit made you go, eh? Just kind of Ryan Gosling's character. Just right. annoying me. His fucking kind of fake-ass, like, scream comedy was just getting on my tits. Right. Okay. But um, other than that, it wasn't too bad. But I just felt like I'd seen it before. Did you get any, like, like, lethal weapon vibes from it? And they can wear it. I think what it is. I think it's um, like the two fucking the two main cunts are dumb as fuck, and it turns out that the fucking wee lassie is like the brains of the operation. Aye. I, I just feel like I've seen something like that before. I think what for. Mm. This rings a bell. Aye. Like the two fucking main guys are incompetent, and it's like their secretary or. Yeah. Something like that. That's real. The real brains. Mm-hmm. The guys get all the fucking plaudits for it. Aye. I can see that. Um. Right. We'll go for your personal highlight. Like, what was the what was the funny bit? Mm. Probably when fucking Russell Crowe turned up at his door. Oh, it, uh, when he fucking introduced himself and snaps his airman. Aye. Uh, then comes out and like, gets all you who face fucking his lassie. Aye. But the annoying, it was the annoying scream, that fucking cringe. <laughs> Gosling scream. Aye. Uh, See, I, I, the first time watching it, I found that funny. Uh, but I think the third time watching it, it was weird. It just kind of made me realise how pathetic his character was. Mm-hmm. Like just 
in the sense that he's a broken man, like he's drinking all the time. I think I keep forgetting the fact that just because he's not got a sense of smell, it was the whole reason his wife died. Uh, I was like, Jesus Christ, this has got some deep cuts all of a sudden. I was like, just in it for the silly laughs, and now I'm a fucking want to hug the bastard. No, never do that for. Ah, that'll be fine. Um, Andy, do you have anything else you want to say about the nice guys? Uh, not really. You glad that you've seen it? Uh, I could have done with it. I just I see that all. I've Either. seen it. Now. Ah, now. You worry about it anyway. Mhm. Now I guess that's it. That just leaves us with La La Lands. Uh, nope. Ah, no. Place Beyond the Pines has already been done. Oh, has it been done? I didn't know that. Yes, uh, that was on our first Ryan Gosling season. But that always means like it's the first one. So it always means there's room for another. Seen the stuff like that, um, the one that you done with like Lars and the. Oh, Lars and the real girl. Aye. Yeah, aye. We I should do something like that. I've saw it once. That was weird. Oh, oh, that was a trippy, <laughs> trippy like click. That was like my. What? Uh, he plugged in the fucking cable for the microphone and just fucking felt like I got an electric shock from it. <laughs> An audible electric shock. Oh well. Ah, I think I shat myself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Thankfully, I've shat myself in my own house. So. I thought you had the last few days, like. Aye. I've been touching going my work, eh? Oh no. Watch that again. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> oh, the change, change his fucking voice. <laughs> that fucking squealy bitch voice that gets on my tits. That's his comedy gold. I knew I came where you doesn't say very much and drive. <laughs> Just be a squeaky ass bastard driving a car screaming. <laughs> Getting in trouble with the Jewish. The who? Is that not like Ron Perlman and the other guy with all these? I don't know, they're like Italian gangsters, oh, so they're no Jewish. Not Jewish, okay. No. Maybe some. Maybe they killed somebody Jewish at the start, I feel there's... <laughs> I, I remember Ron Perlman crying somebody a Jew. Yeah, for some reason I was trying, Something like I, a I filthy was trying Jew. to... I was trying to wonder if I missed the fact that Brian Cranston was a Jew in the film or no. <laughs> do, do, do we slice... Ah yeah, just slice his wrist, okay. <laughs> no! I'm Buddhist. <laughs> but no, everything's there. You could have checked, but no. Anyway. Alright, folks, what you hear now is our spoiler alert music. Aside the films and swear and movie podcasts, can I be arsed avoiding spoilers? So if you're one of those sensitive buggers and you've not seen today's film, turn off the podcast because we're about to get LB deep in spoiler territory. Why can we not just get body? What the <laughs> I, was fuck's like, LB deep? I was going to say the exact same fucking I, thing. Why is it LB? I reckon I'm, I'm. Like, I'm trying to think LB deep is like when you've got your hand in a cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how far I want to get into this film. Just. Just. Right. Body no deep get, enough for you, like. Body deep into the film. 
Ah, for some reason I wanted to even like mix in with the film. I was like, alright, I need to work a machete into this somehow. But no. No. We're going Ball for... deep. Ball deep. Right, I'll edit the notes for next time. Good. The final girls is from director Todd Stross Schulson. Oh yes. That is a, a double barrel surname. Stross hyphen Schulson. He's Jewish, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to assume anything from this point. Why? Because I can't even... Make an assumption and stick to it. <laughs> I was convinced half the cast of Drive were Jewish. I'm going to watch it again to fucking confirm that fact. Yeah. Anyway, um, prior to the final girls, Todd has been credited with 28 directing credits. Well, is one of them a Jew in New York? <laughs> See, I was going to just forget about this because, like, us talking about driving, getting it wrong, so, ah, that'll end up on the chopping room floor. Like, now we kind of stop talking about Jews, so I'm going to have to keep it in. Because all these are going to think, all of a sudden, like, man, they're quite is it anti-Semitic. No. No? What? I'm not are you on the other side of your living room? No. Why? You just sound awfully, awfully distant. Fuck you. My mic kind of slipped a wee bit. Is that better? Did your face slip away? No, my mic moved, you coo. <laughs> He's got cerebral palsy. <laughs> Well, I never need to pick my fucking lips off the desk. <laughs> okay, so Todd's directing credits is a mixture of short films, TV series, TV movies, uh, from random things like The Ace of Cakes, uh, oh. MTV's What Everything, Whatever Things, uh, Naked But Funny. And college humor originals. So some uh, some of that I think is like internet, like maybe like funny or die videos. Ah, uh, right, aye. Uh, it wasn't until 2011 that he did a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. I fucking love that film. So that was good. Now it seems to be like his first proper like motion picture that got like cinematic release. Pretty sure it's got Jews in it as well, actually. And I'm being deadly serious. Aye. aye. And a very Christmassy Danny Trejo. Yes. Very, very Christmassy Danny Trejo. And... You alright, Andy? Aye. I thought you went, shh. No. I I want to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) And in 2013, he uh, directed a few episodes of the American version of The Inbetweeners. Oh, fucking... God awful. William H. Macy is like the lead. Is he? He plays like the dad. Wait, wait, wait. You're, You're not talking about Shameless. Shameless. Oh, aye. Yeah. I was going like, I can't even remember anyone's nah, um, dad. And... I've, right, I've, I've, Shameless, I've seen, I've not seen the American in between us. I do not want to see it either. Ah, I got seen, like, maybe like a trailer for it, and it just, as, as you'd expect, just they're over the top. Like a lot more than what the in between us actually is. Yeah. And it's like, no. No, I'm looking at photos of that in between us. It looks fucking terrible. It looks a wee bit jacket. Uh huh. Okay, the cast of the final girls. Test. <laughs> this is a, a, a cast of very complicated names. 
Is it really? Aye. You sure? Andrew, would you like to look up the cast? Why? Uh, Just to see if you can see it. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Farmiga. That's it. Uh, Malin Ankerman. No, it's not Ankerman. 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 Shall I whack it? <laughs> shall I whack it? Shall I roll? I'm going to be getting up for work soon. I shall whack it. Thomas Middle Dicks. <laughs> Thomas Middle Ditch. Oh, sorry. Aye. Andy's in, in fucking filth mode. Okay. Adam Devine. Yep. Go on, a couple more Just names. Get the counsellors done now. Angela Trimber. Yep. Chloe Bridges, Tori N. Thompson, Reginald Robson, Laura Gross, oh, Dan Norris. Okay. I don't even know who you're talking about now. You're, oh. you're off my sheet. Alright. <laughs> Andy, well, you're at it. Go and tell us, what is the plot of The Final Girls? Um, well, a fucking faded actress, an 80s horror film, dies... And on the anniversary of her death, they show her film, and they get her daughter to go. Her daughter gets sucked into the film, and they hate to try and figure their way out. Is that all right for you? Yeah, I Good. guess that that, that kind of covers it. Kinda. Ah, you never mentioned that she had. Friend. You never mentioned like she had any friends at all. It just was like she went on the film on her own. Wait, no, <laughs> no fucking anything. Special, they would die anyway. <laughs> Boilers. Oh no, that's fine. We done the speech. Right. So but I did. Let's start with Andy. Was this your first oh, time watching the the final girls? Of course it was. And what did you the think? Fu- ah, it was good. What was I your, enjoyed it. What was your expectation set at? Zero. Zero. Aye. Just purely because you never knew anything about it prior? And aye, uh, because usually when that shit happens, it's usually shite. <laughs> usually when that shit happens, it's usually shite. Aye. <laughs> I've heard it as shite. <laughs> if I've no heard of it. Oh, see, that's what all the marketing departments are, right? If Andy's no heard of it, we're fucked. <laughs> we need to make sure Andy sees it. Exactly. And he knows of it. That's like Cheryl's like interpretation of films. If there's films that come out before she was born, they're shit. <laughs> if the film does not come to me, I will not go to it. Right. Okay. Uh, Mike? Uh, second time watching it. I watched it, I think, when it got released. Mm-hmm. I think it was you that actually spoke to me about it. Aye. And I think it was coming on Netflix. I watched the trailer for it. Watched it and it was better than what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It was... I knew what it was. And... That is better than most fucking horror films nowadays. Like, I didn't... It was... I think it class it as a horror film because it was quite... It's sort of like... It's a, not quite... A, it's like a mixture between a spoof and... Aye. Because I... It's sort of... It's 
Aye, total spoofs like Friday the 13th and that, eh? Mm-hmm. Because that, that is it, like, they're, like they're more or less at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. In a sense, and then doing things their way. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is maybe my third or fourth time watching it, just because it was always on Netflix, and then when it came to watching it for the podcast... It wasn't on Netflix. No longer on Netflix. Arseholes. Uh, <laughs> but, aye, I love the film. I, I just love, like, it's a great idea... Especially for like an independent film, just to poke fun at and really compliment like the beloved slasher genre. Aye. So, and it's like a total no-name cast as well. Aye. It's it's not. Uh, I reckon like Jennifer Lawrence running about with a bunch of teenagers because Andy would have heard of that. Oh dear. Oh aye. <laughs> that that would have like spiked his meter. Aye. What well, um like what I really liked about the film is like the like the music for it as well. Aye. It was like almost like kind of like electronic keyboard sort of thing as well at some points. Aye, it, it really uh, made me think back to like Nightmare on Elm Street, where just somebody's going absolute fucking daft with a keyboard and just weird uh, fucking like Bowie sound effects. Aye. And maybe some synthesizer, but really laying it on thick. Aye. Which works since it's like a spoof. If, it, if that was just a soundtrack to it, that'd be a wee bit annoying. Yeah. I think for like the last ten years on like horror films have been fucking brutal, hmm. like absolutely fucking terrible. And I think probably with the exception of like like Get Out, which was really good. But um, I think I can I think that's a, a slightly similar feel to Cabin in the Woods as well. Aye. Like, I kind of like always like poked one. Yeah, and it had all the usual tropes. Aye, and I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Andy, what what do you think of the state of play of horror films nowadays? Different, a whole different fucking take on it now, I think. Mm-hmm. No so much, oh, your kidney's got to come, it's all about jump scares. That's all they care about nowadays. Mm. It's too fucking, they can't be doing with psychological shit anymore. <laughs> Make them shite their cell, they'll pay the money for it. Because, that was it, I was on IMDb earlier, and as usual, like, uh, paid advertising everywhere, so it's all... Annabelle the Creation uh, and it mentioned uh, part of the Conjuring universe uh, so like now the Conjuring is a universe of movies yeah it's like Jesus Christ like, like I thought I thought the two Conjuring films were like, quite like good films Annabelle, the first Annabelle was fucking terrible mm-hmm. but I've been reading a lot of a lot of people are giving this one a lot of high praise eh? oh. so it might be worth watching Ah, it's something I never really go after. I think I've seen the first Conjuring. Because you're a shite bug. <laughs> I typically go to avoid it. It's when somebody else wants to watch it. It's like, fine, put it on. What's the one where the woman's sitting on the stairs to her basement and the fucking horns come out of the darkness and clap next the to her Conjuring. Ear? Is that that? Yeah. Like, that's the one I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one's quite... The second one's like also a true story as well. It's like set in England, eh? Mm. Uh, I've seen that one too. It goes a wee bit off script Aye. with the nun shit. Aye. For a second but, there, I was going to say I've seen it, but I've, no, I'm just thinking of what was it? Is it The Devil Inside? And that's got like a nun on the poster. Aye. The scariest uh-huh. thing about that film was like a Doug barking oh, okay, at the cameraman. Fucking <laughs> shut myself. <laughs> that's a bad state of affairs. Like if a, a fucking Doug gives the biggest jump scare of the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and 
like that probably would have just been a genuine dog bark. I doubt they would have actually just. And they were just walking the streets with a camera and a dog barks at them. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so what did you think of the story of this film? A clever idea? Uh, I thought so. Aye, well, I never, I've never seen that last action hero, so that was the first kind of concept, I think. Of people jumping in a movie? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was, sort of, it was probably... Probably not been done in a while, obviously, but it was what it was. Mm-hmm. I that was like one of those things that kind of piqued my interest. It's just the fact that yeah, something so fucking different. The fact that right, they've jumped in the film. Now they're in the film, and yeah. they have to fucking survive. Aye, and it's the fact that like they all know what what the films are about. Aye, it's and they basically got to basically like rewrite everything that's happened, but change it pretty much. And it helps the fact that they've got what with them that are hardcore film fans was yeah. it Duncan like the, the stepbrother yeah uh, he was like so fucking daft so he knew like 92 minutes this minivan's gonna show up yeah. and he knows like he could cue the shot he knows the lines of dialogue coming up like this is his fucking dream until like he gets killed but yeah I thought that was pretty funny when he was trying to take a selfie <laughs> and, <laughs> and I liked the part where it was like uh, he finds the blood. He's like, oh, I wonder if it's like films where it's corn syrup. Mm, no, no, not. <laughs> no, that is blood. That is blood. Um, now, one of the things I noticed when looking up this film to discuss, a lot of people were calling back saying it uh, is like, fuck, what was the film cried? Pleasantville? Now, this is a film I've never seen. Never seen. But I think it is a movie where a husband and wife get sucked into their TV and they're stuck in the TV shows. And uh, I can't remember really anything about it because I've never seen it, but I think there might have been a, a moment where their kids were playing around with the TV channels and their parents were just being thrown from station uh, to station. So I think a lot of people were saying, oh, it's like a horror twist on Pleasantville and this, that, and the next thing. Aye. Now, also you get your... Sort of like what the true storyline is. Like, the little girl, well, Max, grieving over like the loss of her mum. And the fact and... that she killed her mum. There's no way I beat her in the bush, she killed her mum. She'd spill right. her coffee. She done it, it's her fault. Yeah, I know, but still, it's her fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. She was to blame. <laughs> She's a murderer, so she deserves to be murdered. <laughs> So it was great that she kind of gets like this second chance, like the fact that she wakes up in the movie, and like it's almost this weird like I was gonna say reunion where it isn't because uh, Nancy in the movie doesn't care who this kid is. Yeah. But obviously she's all fucking doe-eyed in the minivan when she sees like the mum wake up and lean over and she's like, <sighs> yeah, because that's it. It, it does have this little emotional. I think if it was a subplot, it feels like it's the main plot, uh, other than trying to survive. Right, our cast, let's cut to the chase. Who steals the movie? Andy? Uh, Out of I think the psycho fucking naked bitch. One who wants oh, to keep uh, fucking uh, strip him <laughs> off all the time. Oh, aye, the one that gets caught with, like, takes the, the, the fucking pills uh, and then yeah, she's um, off her uh, what the fuck it is. Adderall or something. Uh, I think that was Tina. 
Tina. Aye, where she's doing all the chat at things like, this is a fucking funny cassette tape you've got, where's the holes in it? And she's like playing a bit with the person's iPhone. And it's like, that's a phone, and she's like, aye, right then. <laughs> where's the cable? Duh. I thought she was alright in it, like. Mm-hmm. I did love, like, when she was doing the whole, uh, where the music was playing. Ah, they were setting a trap. Exactly, and she's fucking strutting about, getting ready to flash, then turns around and falls into a bear trap. Yeah. I just love, like, <laughs> out of fucking nowhere, accidentally kills herself. I mind that I got a good laugh at that the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's wanting to whip at the spoiler for that bit? Fact that the song that she was dancing to didn't come out to 1990 and the film was set in 1986. Oh! I read that in the. I wonder how many times like the directors had that tweeted to him. <laughs> that was the first thing I was going to suggest <laughs> doing there, but he's like, Aye. It might have just been the things like, wait, Jerry Pie would be a good one to put in here. But. Yeah. Act. Um, I th- I thought uh, Adam Devine's character, Kurt, he was alright. Yeah. Like, looking at it, beside the character Gertie, he's like the most famous person in this movie. Aye. Because I know he is also in that Mike and Dave new wedding dates. He was in the two Pitch Perfects as well. Right. Um, Is he the guy for, is it the Workaholics? Aye, that TV show. Mm -hmm. It's on Comedy Central. Ah, he's, he's one of them, aye. He's one of them. Ah, he's a fucking wild card in this, eh? Like, aye. I don't know if he had any dialogue, but he just looks like the constant improv person. Yeah. Especially when you see, like, the, the outtakes at the end. It's just, like, highlight reel of him just making <laughs> everyone break character. Yeah. Um, I had a pretty spectacular death as well, like, uh, Aye. Fucking folded <laughs> up, basically. Aye, that was that uh, fucking yoga pose. He was... <laughs> That was some DDP stuff going on there. That, um, everybody's talking about this fucking that Nina Dobrev or whatever. Like, she seems to be the kind of like, up and coming one. But we were talking about it when that like, she's going to be in the new Predator film. Ah. I, I did not put that together. Aye. She was playing Vicky, like the, the ex-best friends. Yeah. Who was dating with the crush. Aye. Aye, that. Chris. Aye. Aye. So she's going to be in the new Predator movie? Aye, you were fine, because you, um... I never... When we were talking about Predator, Aye. you were, like, rattling off, like, some of the cast members, and that was one of the names you brought up. Ah, right, I never made that connection until you've done it now. Um, aye. That, this I think film... she made fame for fucking Vampire Diaries, though. Ah. Uh, I reckon what she was in, really... Mm-hmm. I don't really see that that she's been in Barfield of so that's it, but... She's been in 134 episodes ah, of Vampire right. Diaries, so... So that, that was her. That was her acting education right there. Yeah. Although she was in Degrassi. Oh, no. The no. next generation. Canada, eh? Right. Mm-hmm. What's Degrassi? Eh, uh, like, are they Canadian Saved by the Bell? I'd say Green Shell. <laughs> Is it, I think they bothered about drugs and fucking Saved by the Bell. Uh, they did maybe screech with a limb. Uh, it might have been like somebody got addicted to caffeine. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Screech has got a knife, bro. 
It's my double espresso. Oh, here comes Mr. Belden. Run. <laughs> fucking stabs him and takes his fucking Starbucks off him. <laughs> I also remember that fucking the one the last is for. What was the one that? It was one of the last for Save the Bell was in that showgirl was mine. Ah, right, aye. I can't remember when it was. No, I, I, I can't know who the fucking lassie in showgirls is, but aye. I think she came for there. I think she's done anything since. Nah, she's probably tried, but after you've done a film like showgirls there as well. Yeah. They're only going to remember you for that. Raping Kyle McLaughlin in a swimming pool. Mm. Or, Having a seizure in a swimming pool in front of Kyle McLaughlin. Ah, yeah, so she was possessed there. I was still reminded of that, like. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like, I dig exorcist chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to go for the Twin Peaks joke, but it's too easy. Um, For me, I, I, was, I think Duncan steals the film. Like, the, the geeky stepbrother. Like, especially when you first seen him in the diner. Where you've got Max, Chris, and Gary studying, like, is it Greek history? Uh. And he comes in and he's like, oh, great, we, we, I need you to come to the screening tonight. And his sister takes the piss at him. He's like, you know, when my dad said I was going to get a sister, I cried. But not like this. This is it's not what I wanted. I ever wanted. <laughs> and he's so sincere. And there's something about that. It just made him, like, fucking ultra funny, especially. When they get to like the pictures at the end, well, later on, and he's that uh, excited to see the last of them, he goes to jump over the barrier and just fucking trips, uh, and he just all falls over, and he's still trying to look cool, and he's going to, ah, 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 and he just, uh, it's like he's the one on fucking pills. He's like, yes, fucking ready, and then of course he gets killed off pretty well twice. I reckon how he he like, walks back in the second time. He's like, oh hey. I think I'm alright. And gets fucking plastered by a car. Yeah. It's quite a lot on it, like, on the scene where he gets the machete thrown at him, like, the way the angle that scene's filmed in, it's, it looks a bit weird. Aye. The way the machete hits him. The fucking camera work in this film is trippy, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. Like, that shot... <clears throat> the shot aye. when they're in the cinema and, like, that's the bottle in the one. cinema, aye, the bottle and all that. Aye, I would love to kill like, how they filmed half that stuff because you think if they're filming a camera going along the floor and like just how it follows that bottle aye, it's smooth, so smooth aye. it's as if they, I can what the fuck they used. Even like when the car crashed at the beginning, fucking camera was doing loops along with the car. Aye. And maybe the most extreme case comes to like the booby-trapped house. Aye. Where it starts off at the top of the stairs, it flies down, and then goes across the room, gets in the lassie's fist, does a loop. It feels like it's some kid with like Adderall and a fucking drone camera just going zoom, 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 zoom. It's just fucking dizzy. Just say rattling. A rattling. Adderall's fucking American. Exactly, just because that's what I Tina took, it. wasn't it? But it's rattling, no, like, you can ask for like rattling in America as well, you know, or is it? Did you? Aye. I think. Could be wrong, like. Who knows? Good try. There's some 12 year old rain man All right, so when with I'm a in, camera. So when I'm in fucking Florida and it's you just walk into like, my, like the local pharmacy and give me some rattling. No, you walk into the guy <laughs> standing behind the local pharmacy and say, Could I get some rattling? 
And he's like, I. Oh, 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hands. Wrong fucking phone. <laughs> Could have made a better reference. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. Um, what did you think of the serial killer? Was it Bobby Meh. Fisher? Nah. Bobby Fisher, the famous chess player. <laughs> He could be a serial killer. Yeah. He could get... Because he is slaying knights. Did he know disappear? I reckon he could have got bullied at camp. A bunch of counsellors could have threw firecrackers at him when he was in the outhouse. Uh, what is the killer's name again? I honestly thought I got that right. Bobby Fisher. No, it's Billy Murphy. Billy Murphy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bobby, Bobby Billy. Uh, I did find it a wee bit cruel, the fact that it was the counsellors that threw the firecrackers in the toilet to get yeah. them, rather than, like, the kids bullying them. Like, going, let, let's be a little bit more responsible, boys. Let's, ah, fuck it, let's chuck some firecrackers at the lad. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I liked, um, one bit in the film that made me kind of laugh was the bit where, when they're in the film, and then it turns to the flashback scene. Oh, and the, the fucking, the... Uh, the room around him starts turning black and white. And like, get this, like, oh shit, I'm a colour blind. <laughs> I'm <laughs> having a stroke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some of the wee things I love about this film. Just the how self-aware it is. Uh, like, it's not quite breaking the fourth wall, but it is breaking the fourth wall to them since mm. they're in the film. So they're self-aware yeah. that they're in a the film, and. As you said, the fucking great black and white flashback. And the the second, like, when they get there towards the end. Yeah. And they're stepping over, like, the text where it's, like, summer, 1950-something. Mm-hmm. And the camera moves and you just see the words. There's, like, physical objects and they're stepping around it. And I think in the second flashback, the car fucking drives through it, knocking over Billy. Aye. Uh, no, one of them trips hit it. Aye. Something like that. But another good one is your slow motion. Like, it's at the end of the booby-trapped house and they all jump out the window and they're trying to get yeah. away, but they're all frozen like, it's slow motion. <laughs> and you get that fucking brilliant shot of Billy jumping out the house on fire with, like, the big fucking machete. That was actually yeah. filmed, that was filmed really well. That just looked fucking cool. Yeah. Just seeing this giant dude covered in fire jumping out the building. I mean, I, I can, that's obviously meant to be a parody on, like, fucking, like, Friday the 13th, but you could have had a better mask. One that would maybe, like, cover his entire head, because it just looked like a... An arts and crafts project. So ah, that'll do. Well, technically it was. Aye, for him. What was it? <laughs> um, it could keep his emotions on the inside, but show his pain on the outside. Just something stupid like that. Something like, like the that. fucking, like, the backstory to like Michael Myers and like Roll Zombies Halloween where he's like you go into his room and he's an adult and it's like fucking covered in like paper mache masks <laughs> trying to get one that looks exactly like William Shatner <laughs> no not good enough well, let's try yeah, another like, that's, that's his way in like I think when the doctor's like saying to him he's like that's his way in like hiding all his emotion like, aye so when he's got the mask on he's a totally different person that's what I kind of felt like aye after that I thought the genius bit of the film was also when Kurt dies when the car comes fucking flying out mm. and then it's that tree that it hits it's like aye. a totem pole with the aye and, and then also fucking Kurt flies out and does his like yoga hang 
Aye. And let's like that. Final girl's dead. <laughs> Aye, I like because that, that was it. Uh, Duncan said like we need Paula. She is the one that saves us. We need to stick with her. And then the car fucking blows up. Uh, mm. Andy, do you have any notes or any key scenes that we haven't touched on yet? I've only got fucking things that was failed. I've only got fails. Alright. Um, like fucking, when they were talking, he mentioned fucking Michael Jackson's song, Bad. That fucking Kurt cunt. Oh, I but, yeah. But that wasn't released till 1987. But the film was set in 1986. So how the fuck did they care about the fucking <laughs> Michael Jackson song? Aye, I guess. I did like Kurt's commentary about that, where he's talking about, like, oh, he's a king of pop. Like, he's brilliant. Whatever could have, like, nothing bad's ever going to happen to him, right? Yeah. Like, oh, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, it's been talking about George Michael. Uh, uh, talking about George Michael. Uh, talking about George Michael. There's a lot of them. Oh, who is it that's talking about it? Is it fucking? It's the mum. Aye. So I didn't. I didn't shag Duncan's. Was it Duncan? Aye. Aye. I, no, no Duncan. I didn't Kurt. shag fucking Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. So now I can keep myself a fucking. Oh, George Michael. George Michael, Michael and then the one says I do, do fucking it. count oh. on it. <laughs> George Michael Ronnie Sale. No, did he? Was it him that Ronnie Sale? Yeah? No, George, no, that was fucking guy for East Seventeen. Oh. <laughs> 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 fucking leaned at his door to be seat fell under the back wheel. <laughs> <laughs> He's paralysed as well, eh? Oh. Why are we laughing? Because that's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck keeps driving what was his name? Brian. I'm sure his name was Brian somewhere. I can't mind what. <laughs> but, um, oh, fucking hell. I liked the, the scene where they were, um, with the, obviously, fucking. They get rid of Billy Murphy. And then, Max and. What's his name again? Who are you born to Cray. Chris? Aye. And they're obviously going to try and get back in like the real world. And yes. it's like that like the, the camera lock on that as well, where it's like the like the real Oh yeah. Oh this is where like the end credits Aye. start going across like the night sky and yeah. and then like the film runs it in the projector type of thing. Aye. And then obviously a spoiler like the fucking twist ending. Yes. That the ending was awesome. Did that feel like, as soon as they woke up in the hospital, did you think, they're still in the film? Did that come quick, or nah, do you think uh, they'd nah. actually gone out? No, uh, didn't they come quick, no. I think maybe uh, as soon as you see Duncan. Aye. Like, like when he started talking about like his scars, like, ah, now it's a fucking rusty needle. I think I'm going to need a tetanus shot. <laughs> like, just says fucking, oh, you one lines, but, ah, there's something about it, it just made me think, and I think it was just because of watching films like Halloween. Because didn't uh, Halloween right. 2 take place in a hospital? Yeah. Or start off in a hospital? I was entirely found in a hospital. Aye, they're just something about that. I was like, mm. they woke up, like that film runs it and then it's just, the next film starts and they're still in it. Yeah. 
But it's such a fucking clever way to end it. Ah, and because like, that's a, a classic trope, eh? like, the majority of horror films have twist endings. Mm-hmm. And it's when they realise, they look around the room and they start seeing all the, like, see the fucking gizmo doll and, yeah. like, oh no, we're in the sequel. Yeah, and, then, and then it's fucking, uh, what's his name, Bobby Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Big Billy's at the door. <laughs> Big Bobby's ready to fucking slap down a checkmate on you. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Max is like, picks up. I can whatever, like, just picks up a fucking tool and says, Right. She seems obviously set to try and kill this cunt again. But aye. I quite enjoyed that ending. I mm-hmm. It made sense. Aye. Like, rather than, like, them waking up back in the real world and... Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, a better ending. Ah, because I think if, if they went back in the real world, it's like, well, kind of like, what, what's Matt's going to be doing now? Ah, and so I guess, I guess we'd just get on with our lives, eh? Heroin, you know. <laughs> Watching tapes about her mum. Ah. Because <laughs> what was her... Her... I'm trying to think on the back of her headshot it had like the the filmography uh, a whole series of fucking horror movies that's why they were calling her like a scream queen Aye. but I had like trying to think of some of the fucking titles they had there's something things like Chopping Mall Chopping Mall <laughs> as a film aye yeah, as a film though because Arrow I think Arrow released I'm not surprised at all that they've released yeah it always seems to be the people behind obscure horrors getting blu-ray releases yeah Okay. Um, do we have any bad bits? Anything? Uh, um, not really. The only part I really mentioned was just that it kind of slowed down towards the end, like when we get into that final fight with Bobby. Wait, Billy. Aye. Billy. Aye. Like, just because like it was getting to like, the brass tacks, so it was becoming serious. Chris was dying. She was having to go out there. And like you've got that storm brewing in the background, uh, but other than that, that's like the, a tiny, a tiny not a fault in this film, but yeah. that's the only part I feel like. I, like, I didn't, I, <clears throat> I didn't understand though how, like, like in Last Action Hero, like the reason the guy went into the film was because he had a magic ticket. Yeah, but like there wasn't anything really behind on how they all went into that film. Aye, it was... It's like they I set it, it was up... Today, aye, it's like they stabbed the machete just as the machete goes into her mum. Mm-hmm. And, and they get to see her mum getting killed. It was almost like a, a... Like a Freaky Friday thing. Like, they showed you shots of people drinking at the same time. Uh, people smoking at the same time. So it just sort of like... And all these weird coincidences yeah. and then... The fucking machete into the screen was the, uh, the contacts, and then they ended up there. Yeah, it, that was like just. Aye, I think that was only. Aye, I think it wasn't like a proper legit wife. Aye, like I phone. want science. I want this explained. <laughs> I don't believe in mythical mumbo jumbo. I know, but. Like the argument between Jack and Locke for Lost. One's about science, the other one's about... Faith. Faith. Aye. 
You just gotta have faith, Mike. I've got plenty of fucking faith. <laughs> just starts fucking belting it. George Michael. Exactly. <laughs> um, Could be you... one biscuit. Hi. <laughs> what about the chances of a sequel? Would we like to see a sequel of this one? I, I would watch it. I'd watch it like I'd find it'd be pretty decent. Like. Ah, exactly. It's a good like uh, group of characters, so yeah. you wouldn't mind seeing what what fucking happens to them next. Yeah. Um, it's been mentioned at the South by Southwest premiere. The screenwriter, Amy uh, Throtten, stated that there had been discussions of a potential sequel, and if a second film was to be made, the father of Max would be revealed. And at the Toronto International Film Festival, Struss Scholson said that the fans seeing the film in theatres and spreading the word would help convince Sony to produce a sequel. Now, the, the thing about that, uh, like the very next thing, if we look at like the budget and box office, it was never given a theatrical release. Was it not? No. Oh, it's like a straight to video sort of thing. Kinda. It, it, it done like the festival circuit. It had a world premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival, as I mentioned. Um, it was at the Los Angeles Film Festival, the Toronto International Film Festival. Then it went video on demand October 2015. Yeah. So shortly followed after DVD. I don't think it got a Blu ray release. I think it's just a, a DVD only. Oh. So, and I feel it, it's got a. I feel it's kind of got a good following. Maybe it might have like a cult presence in the. Aye. I feel like Aye, this is one of these films that could be like a, a cult classic. Aye. Just because it's about cult classics. Yeah. So. So maybe after like the, he's finished wrapping up his romantic comedy, we might get to see a follow up. Yeah. Maybe. Now, since I. Uh, talked about the the box office, the fact that there wasn't one. It was it was funny to see that this film was made on the small budget of four point five million dollars. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, like a proper little indie film, but the fact that it looks yeah. a lot more professional. I mean, if it never got like a cinema release, obviously, it, it probably wouldn't have made nearly near as much. Mm. Back. I get like something like that. I might have made because I, cause, like, I do films. Like if you make a film and it gets shown at like, a festival, I don't think that gets. Take, aye. Ah, I think if that gets like box office mode, I think if they count things like that, I think aye. they count opening weekends of national releases aye. or selected. Um, but do we have any trivia you want to talk about? Um, one thing I put. But that was the thing that Andy picked up about, like the songs that the, the um, inaccuracies and that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a proper look. The dance that Tina done. Yes. Towards the end, apparently she improved that. Apparently she just like necked a few Red Bulls and just <laughs> went completely <laughs> off. That's what I seen here, like. I can imagine that. It does look like somebody on a fucking energy high just 
spelling it out. Uh, I've just got the fucking... What's it called? Anachronism. Anachronism? That's what it says. <laughs> yeah. In the original version of the film, Billy Murphy was going to be called Hatchet Face. Ah, that's ah. a bit shit. <laughs> so what was acronym? They used the wrong car in the flashbacks. The car they used was a 1960 Chevy Impala. But it was set in 1957. I don't think we're using the right term there. Is it not like an acronym? Like you take the title of the final girls and switch around into another word that's similar to the film? Oh, inaccuracies. Is that what you're on about? No. Like, it says... Anachronism. Okay. I was thinking of something else. They're like, oh, there's like little hidden Easter eggs, even in the title of the film. Um, <laughs> but no. Shaw Shilson spent several days hopped up on Adderall while oh. working on the script. Oh, right, I thought just to be method. This is what yeah, Tina would be like. that's how it... Uh, in the story, it was saying. Ah, oh, right. Just listening to fucking Cherry Pie, going off his tits, writing a film. Ah. Ah, now I get your Betty Davis eyes thing. <laughs> of course, that's the song. Yeah. Who the fuck is Betty Davis? And again, but they keep fucking singing about her eyes. I'll go find it. I'm pretty sure she's just an old actress, isn't she? I feel like yeah. as a, a film podcast, this should be unknown. She's a bit of a fucking munter. What? <laughs> Andrew. What? Can't fucking help it. Apparently Paul Feig was originally interested in directing it, but there's nothing else I can remember. Nothing, nothing major. substantial there. Alright. Uh, Amazon One Star Reviews. I've got a feeling that's probably There'll okay. be plenty. It got 2 out of 53. Really? Uh, our first one, one star by Dig Pig. Oh. Dig Pig or Dick Pig? Like, Pig but with a D, so Dig Pig. Not, <laughs> not a Dick Pig. No. Alright. Um, <laughs> Penis Pork. <laughs> Penis Picture. Oh my god, I'm- uh, this movie is a wait. This is a rated movie by many other review sites. Obviously, uh, I was expecting something so much better. I know it is passe, passe of a horror movie, of a horror movie. But it was truly awful. It was so bad. Be cringeworthy. Oh, dick pig! Right. I guess you kind of read that over before submitting it, but... And the next one. Not half as smart as it thinks it is by Safe Ferris. Not half as what? Not half as smart as it thinks it is. Uh, I feel like I should be reading these as Golem. Yeah. <laughs> Not half as smart as it thinks it is. Wait. Shit. Ah, I was like, Yoda. Aye. I should have been saying it all backwards. Anyway, there isn't a single joke which wasn't recycled from Pleasantville and Scream. I guess the makers thought 
that by combining the two, they be delivering something fresh. But no, you just end up with a derivative bore with annoying characters, turned it off within minutes. Oh well. The type of review it's... that fucking annoys me. If you've turned it off uh, about minutes... Yeah, then they review it. Exactly. It's like, they were going to the pictures, thought it was shite, turned it off. Like, oh, you fucking moron. So I that is the rage feel for this week. What's next from the Films and Swearing podcast? Uh, we're taking next week off. So coming first week of September, Films and Swearing 150 will be the start of our Quentin Tarantino season. And we will be starting with Reservoir Dogs. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a like the fucking image of John Candy and no, no. <laughs> John Candy, <laughs> Uncle Buck. <laughs> no, I'm I'm thinking of the boy fucking dancing to that stuck in the middle with you song. Oh, Michael Madsen. Ah, ah, you put the wee gif up on exactly. Twitter, eh? That's stuck in my head now. Just him. That's all I can remember about the Reservoir Dogs. That and like the the ear bit. Anyway, that is coming up next. Uh, our website. Find all the links to our podcast, Blu-ray reviews, and all our social media at filmsandswearing.com. Take part in our review selection process. Hop onto our Twitter account and follow us at FAS Podcast and vote in our future polls. Because well, that was it. We chose Reservoir Dogs. Well, the public chose Reservoir Dogs yeah. in amongst Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown for a moment. I'm kind of surprised. Like, I thought Pulp Fiction... I never, that was the obvious choice. At one point, fucking Jackie Brown was running away with it. I was like, Jesus Christ, that film's on for about three hours. Uh, I've only seen it once as well. So I, I, I've probably seen it maybe once or twice. Like The third act, as usual in his films, is always fucking brilliant. Uh, but such a fucking long journey to get there. Yeah. So the other episodes will obviously cover his films of the decade. So this was our 90s choice. The, the choice of the knots will be... Because obviously Kill Bill has been done. Yeah, so Death Proof. Death Proof and Inglorious Bastards. And then in the 2010s, we've got Django, Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight. And then we'll probably do like a runners-up poll. For like the last instalment. Ah. Just just because. Just to make it a month. Yeah. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. If you sign up and pledge, you will be given access to our Patreon page where you can access over 10 hours of additional podcasts. Everything from wrestling, audio commentaries to Okaja. Full access for as little as £1. That address again. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash F-A-S podcast. Right, I guess we just need to sign off now, eh? Aye. I've already got it up here. Put a fucking machete in this one. Aye. Rather than a fork. Uh, Shout out to Andros for the theme music. Thanks to Stu McPherson, Kenny B and all the listeners for tuning in and letting us fill your lugs. But it is now that time of the night for us to pull out... And if we've learned one thing for today, Mike, it would be... Bobby Fisher is not a serial killer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that we know of. 
<laughs> Andy. What? Fuck off a chill at the next week. And she tease you, she'll unease you.